back to Lightshed Research, a podcast that puts our research notes in your ears for your convenience. July 19th, 2021. Dish punts T-Mobile for AT&T. Dish played an integral role in T-Mobile's ability to buy Sprint. However, the relationship between the two companies quickly soured. Dish is effectively dumping T-Mobile as its network partner in favor of AT&T. This creates a new revenue growth headwind for T-Mobile and could fan regulatory intervention over its synergy plans. Conversely, it not only provides AT&T with an incremental high-margin revenue opportunity, but might also provide access to additional mid-band spectrum that would improve its network performance over its peers. DISH comes out ahead as well. Thanks for nothing. DISH's willingness to cut a deal with T-Mobile was the critical factor in T-Mobile's ability to secure DOJ approval for the acquisition of Sprint. Ergen's testimony at the subsequent challenge by a collection of state attorneys general to stop the Sprint acquisition also played a pivotal role in winning the case for T-Mobile. Despite this help, the relationship between DISH and T-Mobile quickly deteriorated, at one point requiring the DOJ to step in to settle a dispute. DISH's deal with T-Mobile and the DOJ included the purchase of Boost Mobile, the lease of 600 MHz Spectrum to T-Mobile, and the purchase of 800 MHz Spectrum. However, the most important element of the deal was the Transition Services Agreement, which covered DISH's use of T-Mobile's network and the simple task of provisioning Boost customers. Things have not gone smoothly for any component of that deal. The ranker delayed the closing of the sale of Boost Mobile and required the DOJ to set the terms for the 600 MHz Spectrum lease. It has now culminated in DISH signing a new network services deal with AT&T. Negative for T-Mobile. The biggest takeaway from this agreement is T-Mobile's potential loss of up to $2.4 billion of high-margin wholesale revenue. T-Mobile is also facing the loss of up to $600 million of wholesale revenue resulting from the pending sale of TrackPhone to Verizon. This is not immaterial to T-Mobile, which must add $2.5 to $3 billion of wireless service revenue each year to deliver on market expectations of mid-single-digit service revenue growth. That's not much higher than the service revenue growth that Verizon is targeting. The impact on EBITDA growth is even greater, given the high incremental margin of this revenue. DISH's new agreement with AT&T could also inflame more regulatory attention. That is not good timing for T-Mobile, given President Biden's recently signed presidential order for the FCC and DOJ to review past mergers that were not challenged under prior administrations. T-Mobile's decision to accelerate the shutdown of the 3G network and their treatment of the transition services agreement was clearly an aggravating factor that led to DISH seeking out this deal with AT&T. Ironically, an FCC or DOJ action to delay the shutdown of Sprint's CDMA network might help sustain T-Mobile's revenue growth in the near term. Yet ultimately, we expect the majority of that revenue to transition to AT&T. Positive for DISH. We believe the overall terms of DISH's network services agreement with AT&T are likely equal to or better than its agreement with T-Mobile. We expect AT&T to become DISH's primary partner, ahead of what is likely to be an aggressive migration of Boost customers off of Sprint's legacy network. The new agreement also extends DISH's term four years longer than the end of the T-Mobile agreement, a clear positive. 
In terms of network integration, the AK references AT&T delivering, quote, similar quality of service as compared to certain AT&T postpaid and prepaid customers, close quote. We believe this is likely an improvement over its existing T-Mobile deal that could reduce costs and improve the consumer experience on initial market launches. This new AT&T agreement does not provide an easy fix for Boost customers facing the earlier-than-expected shutdown of Sprint's CDMA network. This will cause consumer disruption as Dish works to convert those customers to AT&T's network over the next six months. As noted above, there is still an opportunity for the DOJ transition administrator or even the FCC to play a role at delaying that network turnoff. We believe the current administration might be more amenable to Dish's concerns. Positive for AT&T. This agreement provides a sizable new revenue opportunity for AT&T. The $2.4 billion that DISH currently pays for boost usage would be high-margin revenue for AT&T. We expect this to more than offset the wholesale revenue it might lose to Verizon upon loot closing of the track phone deal. AT&T will also benefit from any new roaming traffic generated from the 5G applications serviced by DISH's new network. Spectrum Opportunities The AK announcing the deal highlighted a spectrum opportunity not mentioned in the press release. That could be very interesting for AT&T. Quote, the NSA also provides an avenue for AT&T to deploy portions of DISH's spectrum to support DISH customers on the AT&T network by allowing AT&T the right, but not the obligation, to request to use portions of DISH's spectrum in different markets for an agreed-upon period of time subject to certain terms and conditions. DISH is able to lease up to 35% of total capacity to an incumbent wireless operator, based on the terms agreed to with the DOJ and the FCC as part of the T-Mobile's acquisition of Sprint and the extension of DISH's spectrum build-out requirements. Interestingly, total capacity is not defined. Can AT&T offer the fattest pipes? The most interesting opportunity is for AT&T to lease DISH's Span 66 spectrum. This spectrum can be deployed nationwide in mere days and has been included in the iPhone since 2017. AT&T's ability to add DISH's spectrum would enable it to better compete with T-Mobile's deployment of 2.5-gig spectrum and Verizon's C-band deployment, which both have more challenging propagation characteristics than DISH's mid-band spectrum. T-Mobile and Verizon have thus far elected not to lease or buy Legato's uplink spectrum, which could help solve those relative spectrum propagation issues. Meanwhile, AT&T's use of DISH's spectrum and DISH's use of AT&T's improved network would substantially improve the performance for DISH customers during the early years, increasing its ability to compete. Other spectrum options. We believe AT&T is also the logical buyer for DISH's 700 MHz eBlock spectrum, since it owns the complementary eBlock licenses and the adjacent D-Block licenses. That would provide AT&T with 12 MHz of supplementary downlink that has been included in Apple and Samsung smartphones for some time. We estimate the value of that spectrum to be over $1 billion based on $0.85 per megahertz pop. DISH and AT&T might also consider joint use of 12 gigahertz and or legato spectrum. Neither of these spectrum bands are part of the 35% cap mentioned above, but both offer obvious synergies to both companies and foreclosure value over T-Mobile and Verizon, as mentioned above. Charlie can't get a deal done? The narrative that Ergen cannot get a deal done with anyone is tiresome. He enabled T-Mobile's acquisition of Sprint, 
in an agreement that involved the DOJ, T-Mobile, Sprint, Deutsche Telekom, and SoftBank. Talk about herding cats. This AT&D deal is Exhibit B. We believe Exhibit C should be a merger of Dish's pay TV assets with DirecTV. We believe this transaction would obtain regulatory approval and still offers $1.5 billion of annual synergies. Dish's share of the synergies could be used to help fund the construction of the fourth national network in the United States. Click here for our thoughts at the end of 2020 on this topic. That was certainly a fun way to start the week. Have a great week, everybody. Talk soon.